Hey, my name's Michaela, and I am obsessed with all things finance, numbers, and routines, and helping you navigate your own personal finance journey in your 20s and beyond. I'm a 20-something millennial working a regular old corporate job that brings you practical tips to save more money, build a solid financial foundation, and stay healthy and happy while doing it all. I teach you the tried and true strategies to building long-term sustainable wealth so you can live your best life without sacrificing the little things like coffee or that new pair of jeans. I like to keep things super real around here, so get ready to talk all things money, life, personal growth, routines, and all the fun and not-so-fun experiences that pop up in your 20s. Think of this as happy hour with your best girlfriend, except instead of talking about all the fluff, we're talking about the important stuff. This is Break Your Budget, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Break Your Budget, the podcast. My name's Michaela. I am your host. And today we are going to talk about how to build out your money management system. So what we're going to talk about is what a money management system is in the first place, why you need one, and how to actually build it out. So with that, let's just get right into it. So before we get started, I want to remind you that personal finance is so personal and it's different for everyone. The way that you manage your money is also going to be very, very, very personal. Personal, And there's no cookie cutter solution or one size fits all framework. There's no single way to manage your money and find what I personally like to call financial flexibility. There are so many different routes to take and when we go through this process of figuring out what your money management system is going to be, I want you to keep that in mind because I'm going to give you a framework that you can follow, but you need to make it personal to you and you need to fit it into your lifestyle. So to rewind a little bit, I just said the words financial flexibility and I want to talk a little bit about what that is because financial flexibility is really the reason why you have a signature system and why you need a signature system in the first place. Financial flexibility is a term that is so important to me just because being part of the online community for money management, money tips, even the debt-free community and the debt-free journey community on Instagram, I see so many different people online looking to achieve what they call financial freedom. And I am on a mission to really explain why financial freedom isn't and shouldn't be your end goal and why financial flexibility should be. So if you are relatively young and you're working, whether it be at a corporate job or you're running your own business, you've probably heard that you need to save money for retirement or to work really, really hard and make all of this money so that you can retire early. Um, And there is a trend that's been buzzing around, specifically more recently, I would say, about retiring early and reaching financial freedom as soon as possible. And as a result, making all of these different sacrifices up front, whether it be a life sacrifice or, you know, really aggressively investing in saving for a couple of years so that you can retire when you turn 30 or as soon as possible. And 
to me, and I think for most people out there listening to this, or if you follow me on Instagram, um, the idea of retiring at age 30 is pretty unrealistic, truthfully, and it's almost irresponsible to think that that's a possibility for most people. And I don't say that in a way to make it feel like your hopes and dreams are crushed or that you couldn't do that. But I think most of us out here are, you know, the idea of reaching a million dollars plus in savings at age 30 is not realistic, A, and that's also just frankly not enough money to carry you through age 30 until, you know, you die. Um, It's just not enough money. So the idea of retiring so early and making all of these sacrifices during your life in your 20s isn't something that most of us can do for one, and it's not something that most people want to do. Um, The world that we live in today isn't conducive to saving that much money in such a short period of time. Um, And while that may be a controversial opinion, I like to keep it realistic. That is the purpose of this podcast and my platform as a whole. So my point here is that rather than focusing on financial freedom and using this system that we're going to talk about to find financial freedom, I want you to focus on something else. And that focus should be financial flexibility because if we idealize this life where you never need to work again or your work optional, if it's a life that you don't end up achieving in the time frame that you set out, you're gonna feel disappointed. It's gonna completely disenfranchise your motivation and your purpose behind the work that you do. Again, whether that be working a corporate job or working for yourself. And if you feel disenfranchised and have no motivation to work, it's gonna impact the quality of your life as a whole from a mental health standpoint. And that is just not, again, conducive to a life full of happiness. So this is why I really want to focus on financial flexibility. So long story short, what is financial flexibility? Well, it's a strategy that will help satisfy your financial needs at all stages of your life, okay? Instead of just focusing on this part of life post-work. Um, because really, you're never going to actually stop working. You always need to make more money to live and to sustain yourself. Um, Financial flexibility, I would say, probably isn't considered the most traditional path that people look at. Um, And it really should be, in my opinion, because it doesn't aim for never working another day in your life. It doesn't aim for, you know, really aggressively saving and sacrificing prime years of your life in the name of setting yourself up later, I guess, It focuses on the transitions that we have, especially as you move through this very transitional phase from, you know, graduating college through your 20s, which is a defining decade and into your 30s and 40s and beyond. It focuses on having money in different places that you can use for different things because there is so much more to life than retirement and you need to enjoy it now. You need to enjoy it while you can. Um, Tomorrow, there's no guarantee. So making these huge sacrifices during an early period of your life um probably it's just not it's just not the path for everyone um And the focus here is developing a flexible plan because obviously money loves clarity, knowing what you're spending your money on and why you're spending your money in a certain way will either open or close doors for you over this period of time. And 
Remember, financial flexibility is an achievable goal. Financial freedom, retiring early, isn't an achievable goal for everyone. And it adds a lot of stress to your life if you think that that's the only route that you can take. When you are financially flexible, you can take that stress and anxiety out of the equation. So instead of worrying like, am I doing enough so that I can never work again? Do I have enough money so that I never have to work a day in my life after I turn 35? Instead of worrying about that, you can just make confident decisions as your life ebbs and flows because your life will ebb and flow and that's totally normal. So I'm going to get off my soapbox a little bit, but I just wanted to really hone in and drive home what financial flexibility is, why it's so important, and how it plays into building out the signature system. So the signature system that we are going to talk about is how you manage your money, on a regular basis. It's how you identify the decisions that you need to make and how you basically aggregate your personal financial information to make those decisions confidently. And having a system in place gives your money direction, it gives you direction and purpose, and it puts you in the driver's seat of your financial life. And on top of that, it can help you automate your savings, it can help you automate your investments, and it can make sure that your money is working for you and moving for you behind the scenes so that you can focus your energy on other stuff that's important, like working or making more money in your business or living your life or making new friends or having a relationship or doing those things in life that you know, is important. The goal is to live your life outside of the spreadsheet. And when you have a system in place, you can do that confidently without needing to worry about if you're going to have enough money to pay the bills, if you're going to have enough money to say yes to the things you want to say yes to. So what I'm going to do is go through the three phases or the three pillars of a signature system Um, and what you can do to ensure that you have a solid system in place. So your signature system is made up of three different sections or pillars. The first is your payday routine. The second is your spending rules or guidelines. And then the third is your follow-up system. So to start, what you need to do is identify your payday routine. So whether you get paid bi-weekly or weekly or even monthly from your corporate job or you run your own business and you launch every few weeks or you have a recurring system where you get paid um, or you sign clients, what you need to do is identify what happens when you have money coming in to your accounts. So every time that you get paid, something has to happen. The worst thing that can happen and the worst thing that you can do is to just have money sitting stagnant in your checking account because when money is just sitting in an account it's not doing anything for you it's not moving to help you make more money it's not you know accruing interest or earning more value it's literally just sitting there not being spent and that's a waste of your time and it's really a waste of the value of your money so when you have a routine in place every time that you get paid you will first of all become way more in tune with your money and reduce the risk of dipping into that money that should be saved but b you really ensure that your money is actually being used to its maximum capacity and it's working for you because we all want our money working for us behind the scenes So a payday routine 
means that you are either automating money somewhere else when it when when you get paid, whether it be to pay a bill or to move into your savings or whatever. And it also means that you've identified where your money wants to go. So the first thing that you need to do to have a strong payday routine is identify when you get paid and how frequently. So are you getting paid bi-weekly? Are you getting paid monthly? Are you earning the most money every couple of months as you launch a new product or program in your business? What does that look like? And be honest with yourself. The second thing is to identify if you are going to you know, get your hands dirty and make manual transfers when your money hits your account or if you're gonna set up automatic transfers. So say you get paid $1,000 every two weeks. When that $1,000 hits your checking account, are you going to make sure that you log in every payday and move 20% to your savings, 10% to pay your bills, um, 30% into investments, and keep a little bit of money in there for your fun? Or are you just going to set it up automatically that every two weeks, you know, $200 gets moved to your high yield savings account, $300 gets moved into your retirement account or brokerage account, and and so on. Identify how you're going to make those transfers. So are they going to be manual? Can you trust that you are going to hold yourself accountable to go in and move that money every time? Or do you just need to set up an automatic transfer? There's no right or wrong answer here. It's just what's going to work best for you. And then the third piece is actually figuring out how much money you're going to move where. Um, I have an entire blog post about the right accounts that you need, but basically from a high level, you need to have a checking account. That's where your money gets deposited. Um, I call it money I use every day. You need to have a high yield savings account. That's inconvenient savings. Money from every single paycheck should be going there. You need to have a retirement account. Um, and you need to have a brokerage account, an investable brokerage account. Um, when you have these four accounts and they're set up properly, you can make sure that, again, every time you get paid, a certain amount of money goes to each one and it's automated or you know you manually go in and do it and it's just out of sight, out of mind, taken care of. When you do this consistently over time, you will see financial progress. Like there's just no if, ands, or buts about it. It's consistency, it's having the system in place, and it's knowing that you're not going to settle for having money sitting in a checkings account for no reason. So that is your payday routine. A little bit about what I do. So I get paid from my corporate job every two weeks. I have a specific amount of money set every single paycheck that goes into my retirement account. I have a specific amount of money every single paycheck that I personally manually move into my high yield savings account the same day that it hits my checking account. And then I have a set amount of money from every paycheck that I invest into my account with Stash. So once you've identified your payday routine, you then need to really dig deep and get into identifying your spending rules or guidelines. So I personally hate the word rules. I think that when you think about spending rules, you know, that's a very restrictive way to think about spending money. But when it comes to value-based and conscious spending, which are two of my favorite methods for ensuring that you're spending money on the things that are important to you rather than spending money on things that aren't. 
you are able to identify your priorities and the parameters around where you're willing to spend money and where you're not willing to spend money. So for example, this could mean that you focus your spending on travel because traveling the world and seeing new cultures and experiencing new things is of high priority to you and it's something that you value. So you'd have no limit on spending money when it comes to travel. But say something that's not important to you is, you know, working out. Okay, so if working out's not something that's important to you, then cut costs there. You don't need to be spending money on a gym membership. You can just go outside and work out for free. So that's just an example. Um, another example could be if education and self-improvement is something that you value, then you prioritize spending your money on courses or programs or coaches or books um, to learn more about improving yourself and to learn more about topics that are of interest to you. So think about what is most important to you and focus on spending your money there and identify what isn't important to you and cut costs as best as you can in those areas. We all want different things in life. So when you have your priorities laid out, it can really help you navigate the tricky spending decisions that come up regularly. So value-based and conscious-based spending in short, are spending strategies that align your purchases with the things that are the most important to you. So when you know what those things are, you can make smarter spending decisions that ultimately improve your life and allow you to maximize the money that you're able to save. So stop spending your money on stuff that's not important and the things that you don't care about and start spending your money on the things that you are. So to identify your spending guidelines, what you need to do is uncover what your priorities are, what your values are. So go through your credit card statement for the last couple of months and pick out which expenses or which things have you spent money on that you can recall brought you joy even a couple of months later which purchases do you remember actually added value to your life still a couple months later and which purchases didn't when you look at the things that you spent money on that a you don't remember b didn't bring any value to your life or c you know you look back on and you're like why did i spend 40 dollars at tj maxx i didn't even like that sweater that i bought you know, those are the things that you need to not be spending money on anymore. You need to cut those out. And then what does that do? It frees up money for you to either spend on the life that you want to live, your ideal life, or it allows you to put that money into your savings account. But if you're spending money on stuff you don't care about, then you're just quite frankly wasting your money. So an example of spending rules for me Personally, I value health and fitness, so I'm far more open and okay with spending more money at the grocery store, spending money on a green juice or a smoothie or an acai bowl or stuff like that at, you know, a organic or unique little boutique health store. I'm way more likely to spend more money on those things, support those businesses versus I don't like takeout. I think For me, as a social person, I like to, if I'm going to go out to eat, I personally like to enjoy the experience of going out to eat, 
being with other people and sharing a meal. So to me, takeout is one of those things that I just really won't spend money on. Um, In a normal life, obviously with COVID, takeout is one of our only options for eating out. So I do order takeout right now, but in general, pre-COVID, I would never order takeout. I'd rather order I'd rather order food out at a restaurant with my friends and if I'm not going to go out to eat, then I'm just going to cook at home. So, think about what is important to you. Think about the experiences that you want in your life and spend your money on those things. And then the third piece of your system is your follow-up routine, your follow-up system. So I always say the fortune's in the follow-up and you need to have a regular routine in place for auditing and reviewing your finances and making adjustments as needed. So by having a follow-up system, this is how you actually build a plan and a budget that you stick to and that fits your lifestyle. Yes, it goes hand in hand with your spending guidelines to live the lifestyle that you actually want. But ultimately, you need to be incorporating monthly reviews, weekly money dates, or payday audits, or some combo of those things in order to follow up and check in on your money and ultimately change your financial future. I have a whole podcast episode about how to audit your finances, but what works for me and what works for you could be two different things. And, you know, if weekly money dates isn't conducive to your lifestyle, that's totally cool, but you do need to figure out what cadence you need in order to check in on your money to actually hold yourself accountable. So this is different for everyone, but personally, I like to build in a few different follow-ups throughout the month, and this helps keep me completely in tune with my finances and where I stand at any point of time. So personally, my system includes both a weekly money date on Sunday evenings, and this is where I just make sure that I've tracked all of my expenses for the month or for the week, I have made sure to track all of my income so I can keep keep track of what my numbers are. And if I've moved any money into savings or if I've moved any money into investments, this really helps me aggregate information about what I'm doing, what I'm spending my money on, and ultimately make changes or adjustments as needed as, again, my life ebbs and flows. This is so important for financial flexibility because if you don't know where your money is going, how can you make changes going forward? You need to know. And then what I also do is a monthly review where I go in and I reflect on how I spent my money during the entire month. Am I proud of the progress that I made? Were there things that I could have changed or done differently? Do I need to adjust anything in my plan going forward? When I go through this process, I can more easily identify whether it be slip-ups or things that really made me feel good that I want to continue to do. And that is so important for longevity and for personal financial security. When you know your numbers, when you know what's going on, you can make better decisions going forward. You can make more informed and more confident decisions going forward. So a successful money management system has a follow-up routine built into it and you need to figure out what that looks like for you. So again, it could be weekly, it could be bi-weekly, um, but you definitely need to be getting in there and updating your numbers in a um, tool that works for you, whether it be a spreadsheet or an app. You need to be going in at more than once a month. Monthly is just simply not enough. Um, so see what that cadence looks like for you. If every if you start with every week and it feels like it's too repetitive or too much, that's okay. You can change it to bi-weekly. 
If you feel like once a week isn't enough for you to stay on top of things, then try going in every three or four days to just update things. You need to see what works for you. What are you actually going to stick to? Because ultimately, when it comes to financial progress and becoming financially flexible and having the freedom to make decisions that impact your life and your quality of life and your well-being, you need to be in tune with what is happening with your finances. It cannot be overlooked. So with that, this podcast episode was definitely a little bit rambly, but I hope that Overall, you recognize why creating your own money management system is so important for financial wellness and success. It does really come down to these three pillars. So take some time, figure out how you want to approach your money on payday. How do you want your money to move for you behind the scenes? What are your spending guidelines? What are you valuing in your life at this point? What are your highest priorities? And then finally, how do you want to check in and follow up with yourself every single month, every single week when it comes to staying in tune and staying in touch with your finances. If you actually want to start seeing real savings progress and real financial progress, you need to take time to properly manage your money and build out a system that you can basically rinse and repeat over and over and over again for the rest of your life. We spend so much time working, like 40 hours or even more, sometimes more every single week earning our money. So Spending a little bit of time, 20, 30 minutes managing your money really isn't all that much to do. Um, and if financial, financial flexibility is important to you, this will be something that you prioritize and hold yourself accountable to do. So follow this three-step process to figure out what your system looks like. Um, it's a really great way to take control of your financial future, especially during these incredibly uncertain times. Um, there has never been a point in our lives, I think, where the future is so uncertain and so gray. And it's so important to approach your finances in a way where you have control over your life and your future, given that there are so many external factors that make us feel out of control. So with that, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. And as always, if you have questions, you are more than welcome. Please follow me on Instagram. My handle is just at breakyourbudget and I will catch you in the next episode.